It's the Alexandra and Friends podcast, and we're covering the everyday issues of life, health, and wealth. And as always, we have a great panel of experts with us. Here is your host, Alexandra Fincher. Hey, everyone. This is Jose Gillian, the owner of All House Barbecue, located in Louisville and Carrollton. You can find us at allhousebbq.com, and we are the proud new sponsor of Alexandra and Friends. Come and see us. Good evening. Welcome to Alexandra and Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you every Saturday night by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. We're here with a dynamic duo of, of wonderful guests this evening. But before we go anywhere, I want to take you to the children, the Clark children, who will be giving us the, Amer- the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll be right back. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, Indivisible, liberty, and justice for This evening, we have an amazing show. Courtney will not be here. She is still uh, in her tummy tuck out. Recovering. And recovering. And uh, what happened to Billy? Billy just had a prior engagement this evening. Engagement? Hmm. Okay, Billy, we're going to miss you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very, very much for being here this evening. We want to also tell you that our podcasts are brought to you and sponsored by Jose Guillen, Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and in Louisville. Please stop by and say hello. And try and the brisket quesadillas. Forget the brisket. Try the potato, the baked potato. Okay. Young Sung and I had dinner, lunch the other day there, and he had, we had to and cut you, it. And you shared the baked potato, and four, you still couldn't finish four, it. Four, 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 four slices. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was some, it's the best, the best barbecue in town. Awesome. What can I say? And Mr. Guillen is so happy to be a sponsor of that. You know, I keep telling him, well, then now you need to not only be the sponsor, you just need to come and sit down and do the show with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't have time for that. He doesn't have time. But what's happening in your life? Me? Since you're, my producer is my well, co-host today because everybody's let out. Let me tell you, there is some tax trouble that everybody is having right about now. It is property tax season, mm. and I got the thing in the mail, and I have to come up with like an extra $1,500 this year somehow. Me too, $1,688. Holy smokes, right? Yep. I hired somebody to go and work on this. And protest it for you? And protest it, Yeah, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protest it myself. And I'm so right now I'm gathering information. I'm having people come out and give me free estimates. Mm-hmm. Well, if, I don't if, if have wanna... time to do it by myself now. I'm so busy, but I used to do it for my clients okay. also. Yeah. And I'm sorry if your company wants to charge me for an estimate. I won't be using you. I no, it's not me. I need a, I need not, a free it, estimate. It's not me. No, what it is. I'm is, not talking about you. Oh. I'm talking t- out there to the people. Oh, who are no, listening. no, no. I understand. I used to do the estimates for everybody, but this particular company just goes out and, and, and works with the, with the appraisal district. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. I know. I've heard of those people. Yeah. And uh, Tammy Clark's, uh, my, my friend Tammy Clark's son, uh, son does that. So, hey. Cool. I don't have to pay him. He gets something of the whatever he gets back to me. Oh, that's, that's cool. what they do. They, yeah. You don't pay them. Well, that's what happens when you have palatial mansions. But when you only have. A, I have a townhome with two bedrooms, three bedrooms, and it's already gone. I mean, $1,600. Yeah, but, but see, I'm in Midlothian and you're like in Fancyville. Yeah, sure. Farmers okay. were in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you think about what's going on in uh, Washington, D.C.? Uh, Is this not there's still, pathetic? There's still a whole bunch of crazy people there. But what? Just like there was in the 1940s. But, what, where are we going to go with this situation when, when the Supreme Court, we cannot d- rely on them oh, anymore? Oh, no, that is nuts. You can't have people like stepping on the private property of Supreme Court justices. That is absolutely it's unacceptable. 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 And it's getting, yes, but it's not going to happen. I know. It's not going to happen. Because they're on the right side of the political aisle. 
they're in the aisle that will not that will look the other way. Well, we need to get our friend to tell us all about it when uh, he comes back. Who, Brian Glenn? Brian Glenn. Yeah, he's. I don't know how much he's involved in that. He covers lots of stuff, but you know he's got people that work for him too. I know, so we and might he, be able to he, bring him over. He's the program director. He doesn't necessarily stay on top of every one of those issues. But he's staying on the January sixth situation, yes. and I think those are things that we need to look at. So absolutely. I tell you, it's getting very bad on politics. Politics are just getting very nasty and ugly and dirty. And when you cannot trust the Supreme Court now, who who sent that out? Who sent it out? Who sent it out? Uh-huh. What do you mean? Who sent out the the flyer or, or the proposal of the uh, road weight? I mean, who? Oh, who leaked it? it? Yeah. Who, who is the leaker? Yeah. yeah, that doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. What, it should what, matter. What matters is who's calling the shots and who's sending the people to protest over at the well, Supreme Court justices' that's houses. Right. That's right. Who's, who's calling those orders? That's a problem. But the problem you have is that somewhere, somebody inside is leaked it. It had to be one sure. of the justices yeah, or it had to be their, their people that work for right. them because they wanted to do exactly what's doing, happening today. It's a mess. It's it is a total mess. mess. And my thought is get it down to the, to the um, states. And then oh, yeah. a woman has to, each person has to decide what they want to do. Mm-hmm. When you, to me, it's a homicide. And that's where you need to be charged. Yeah. Well, it was, seems like everything that I read, it was bad law to begin with. Well, it shouldn't have never been federalized. Never, well, it shouldn't. It's yeah. not on the Constitution. Exactly. So, you know what? This evening we have some amazing people. Maybe they, they can jump in and talk to us a little bit. But we have a great um, guest. Why He just became mayor-elect in Carrollton, Texas. Carrollton. Carrollton, Texas. We do a lot with Carrollton, don't we? I know, we, we do. We I do. Why we that do. Is. I, I get I, because I love Carrollton. It's right. a great little town. You and we also have a young lady that just uh, also is going to be on a run up, a Latina who came from the backside. And I know that Roberto would love that because he is a Latino and Miller Title supports us very, very much. We're talking about Roberto Perez. Roberto Perez. Miller Title. Mm-hmm. So let's invite them in and let's see what they okay. have to say. And yeah. um well, good evening. Uh, Mr. Mayor-to-be here, Mayor-elect, Mr. Babbitt. Good How evening. Are you? Good evening. I'm doing great. Thank well, you good for to having have me. you. And Miss Daisy Palomo. Yes. Nice to meet you here this evening. How are you? I'm very happy to be here tonight. Thank you so much for the invitation, Alexandra. Well, I'm so excited to read your all your information. I was just, wow, you are an amazing young lady. And you have, so, who's here with you? I actually have my husband, uh, Luis Palomo. He's with me, and uh, when if I do get on city council, this is a two-for-one deal. Um, we have a team, and we are always uh, together. So if you do see us out, uh, Lewis is part of my team, and he's the better part of my team, I will say. Wow. The most knowledgeable. He looks like you're heavy muscle to me. He, he's just <laughs> protect you. And, well, you... you do a very good team with Mr. Babbitt because his wife is his, is his team. Um, and so he'll have to tell us a little bit about her. But you, this is amazing. I was just very proud of you because I knew that you had never been in politics before. You're a very wonderful Christian woman. And um, I was amazed to see that the amount of votes you got on the first time run. It's very unusual. I was very happy. We did work really hard. You did. Uh, b- behind the scenes, uh, not on social media so much, but more... You were everywhere. You Getting were in everywhere. Front of people. Yes. yes. And amazingly, very warm, very kind, and very direct. So we're, we're glad you're here this evening, right, Mr. Clark? I am absolutely Impressed. thrilled. 
that she's here. Yes. Me too. Well, let's get a little conversation here. Um, Mr. Babbitt, may I call you Mr. Babbitt? Babbitt. Yeah. It's Babbitt, B-A-B-I-C-K. Yes, okay. Babbitt. So tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your family, how long, you, how long you've been in politics, and everything that you can tell us about who you are and what you want to do for the city of Carrollton. Absolutely. You know, I, I don't really consider us, ourselves in at the city level in politics. I know it really is, but I just consider us kind of doing our part for to make it the community a better community. You know, uh, my wife and I were married in 1992 in Carrollton, uh, and we've called Carrollton home ever since. She actually graduated from high school in Carrollton. Uh, her family moved here in 1979. So I um, came a few years later in 1988. I started my uh, career with Texas Instruments um, and worked there for a number of years and then met Peggy in 1991. About a year later, we got married at St. Catherine's uh, Catholic Church in Carrollton, and we've been there ever since. Um, we have two children. We have Michael and Sarah. Michael is uh, graduated now from uh, Texas Tech, and Sarah just recently graduated last year from uh, Texas A&M. So we got a little bit of a guns up and a gigum family, but it's all fun. Uh, Mayor-elect, I have a question. I know you can't see my face right here, so I'll try to peek over there to you. Um, so when you were at Texas Instruments, what division were you in, if you don't mind me asking? No no worries. I, uh, I, I'm i a finance guy by trade, so uh-huh. I rotated around um, – through their controller rotation program. Okay. I started in kind of corporate. Then yeah. I went to their defense systems business. Uh-huh. We uh, we were part of, I was actually on the Malcolm Baldridge Award um, application team. Oh, cool. Okay. So as a young finance kid at the time, uh-huh. I was teamed with retired generals and, you know, uh, high-ranking military officers who uh, went into the commercial space. And so that's, it was quite a learning experience. That's very cool. Yeah, my, my dad was at Texas Instruments for 30 years, and he started out in computer-aided designing. Yeah. And he went to the defense di- division, and he did. He moved up the ranks quite a bit before he finally uh, got offered early retirement. So he's retired now. But uh, I was always interested to hear Texas Instruments stories. So Ti, the very first day, and again, I was a I was a 22 year old kid, 21 year old kid, graduated from Florida State, um, came to Texas all on my own, and and uh, the first day in. At TI, they said TI stands for Training Institute. <laughs> yeah. Of course, it doesn't. It stands for Texas Instruments, but right. it's they take pride in the fact that they train people to do to do make to become good managers, and they build good businesses. That, quite frankly, many of them have spun off over the years. And so, the first thing they started training you on was the speak and spell, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everybody remembers that's what Texas uh-huh. Instruments is pretty famous for back in the eighties. Yeah. Okay. TI-82 calculators. Oh, there's that for sure. Yeah. Calculators. You know, there was the uh, TI-94A, the home computer that they came out with in 84, I think. We we had one of those, actually. That was our first computer as a family. Right. We also had the beta, so my family wasn't necessarily, they didn't choose the right computer every time. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wow. Very cool. Well, tell us a little bit about, uh, introduce yourself, your name and Peggy's name and what are you planning now? You got elected, or you are, are you? When when are you going to be in uh, sworn? Just tell us a, bit, a little bit about how the process is. Here. Sure. Yeah. So uh, again, Peggy is my wife, Peggy Babick, and I'm Steve Babick. Uh, I was first elected in 2014 to council. Um, I've served um, since that time, um, pretty much nonstop. I had a, a year off when I ran for mayor previously. Um, but Peggy uh, Babic and I are, um, you know, we're a couple too, just as you indicated, just as uh, Daisy indicated. 
you know, I've always said she's my bonus plan. So when you elect <laughs> Steve, you get Peggy and, and, uh, and she's a great, she's a great ambassador for our community. She's going to make a great, uh, first lady for Carrollton, you know, as, uh, as we get sworn in on, um, Tuesday, it's, a, uh, so the 17th at 7 PM, uh, that'll be at city hall. Um, and I'll be sworn in. Um, we'll, uh, wish, uh, current mayor, Kevin Falconer, um, will celebrate his service as he moves on and runs for County commissioner in Denton County. Awesome. I love, I love the mayor. I love him very much. Kevin Faulkner is an amazing man. Yes. He's got a, Beautiful family, and he's a grandfather also now. So he is he just is. amazing. You both have worked very closely with Carrollton. Well, um, let let me bring Daisy for just a second, then we come back to you in just a minute. Well, Daisy, tell us a little bit about your family, your all your information before we go to the next uh, sex section. Okay, sure. So again, my name is Daisy Palomo. Um, me and my husband have been married since two thousand twelve. And uh, it's been great. We have a blended family. So we have seven children. They're not children anymore. Our youngest is 17 and our oldest is 26, soon to be married in a month's time. So we're, uh, this season has been very busy for us. Uh, we have the elections uh, season going and we also have wedding season. We have graduate season. Um, and so we we are just... We don't know anything other than being busy. That is amazing. My name is Michael Clark. I'm usually just the producer, but today I am a co-host as well. And our, we are sponsored by Miller Title, Roberto Perez, and that's Miller Title, Texas. And our podcast is sponsored by Mr. Guillen at Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and in Louisville. And we would love for you to check out our Facebook page and you can look that up by going to Alexandra and friends 660, or you can go to Alexandra and is our website. And of course, just search Alexandra and friends podcast and it's available wherever you get your podcasts, Alexandra. And I want to say thank you to um, Liz, Liz Castaneda for the great job she does on our website and on Facebook. She, that's an amazing, amazing you love her pronunciation. This Castañeda, yes. (laughs) She's amazing, and we're very blessed to have her because she's done an amazing job. So anyway, we're coming back, and we have our guest tonight is Steve Babick, who is the new mayor coming on board on May 17th. He'll be sworn in. And Ms. Daisy Palomo, who is an amazing young woman who is now um, getting ready to run for, uh, on her second run here. A runoff. A runoff. And And this is all in Carrollton. All in Carrollton, yes. In case you didn't catch the first segment. Love Carrollton, but you know, it's just very talented people there. I mean, it's amazing. You know, it's a town that brings a lot of uh, people to the community. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, Miss Daisy, we, you were telling us a little bit about your family. So come on board and tell us what made you decide to run for office. Well, Alexandra, uh, my husband and I have been very involved in the community, and we are associate pastors at our church at North Dallas Family Church, and we have a uh, prime ministry ground right next door to us at Arles Herner High School. We've established relationships with the school, uh, and we've also established relationships with the city. So our first uh, encounter with the city was when we had to get some permits and some rezoning and some special use permits issued for our daycare. Uh, our daycare was God's plan. We didn't know we were going to be able to start a daycare. And we had a lot of doors open for us uh, throughout that process. And one of them was that 
uh, city council. And so is this the daycare that you run uh, yourself, your family does, or the church? Well, the church runs it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're associated with the daycare. Right. And Lewis and I sit on the board of the daycare. Gotcha. So we are pretty instrumental in what the, the ins and outs and the administration of the daycare. Us taking care and changing diapers, not so much. Right. We're, we're kind of done with that for the moment. Um, A little more administrative in, in your case. Yes. Exactly. So um, it's Grace Christian Preschool, and cool. we are at 1700 South Josie Lane. Our director is fabulous. Is every church named Grace these days? I mean, just about. I mean, your pre- preschool is named Grace, but your church isn't, right? Correct. And Our church is North Dallas Family Church. But uh, Christian churches tend, tend to choose Grace a lot for their names. It's kind of hard to look up in the uh, Yellow Pages if anybody uses the Yellow Pages anymore. But if you search online for a Grace Church in Grand Prairie, you'll find 40 of them, and you'll never come to the one that I go to. So, wow. <laughs> Well, so you decided to run for office. Why? I decided to run for office so that I could better serve our community. You know, we have um, 44% of our population in Carrollton is Latino. Mm-hmm. And we have one uh, sitting council member now. His name is Andrew Palacios, and he's done a great job. But he started during the pandemic. So a lot of things Recently, changed yeah. during that time. And I want to be the person who the kids at Arl Turner can look up to and say, I met her. I know her. And if she can do this, what's stopping me from from going after my goals and dreams as well? Mm-hmm. And that's so important because that is one of the biggest things in the Latino community. They love to have somebody to follow. You know, and when you can do those things, and that's why I love Roberto Perez. Roberto Perez is from Mexico City, and um, he he went to school. He became a chef. He's a culinary chef. I remember that, yeah. And he just wanted to continue, and now today he owns his own title company, not one but two, and he's an amazing, just really where he comes from. And and he's very humble and very good to talk to, but there, it's a different, uh, there, the pride, there's the pride. And sometimes your parents did not have any education. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in any community, black community, white community is what your parents and your family and your friends bring you to. You have to have pride instilled in you at an early age. And be humble at the same time. That's oh, very important. Yeah. Be pride, humble. pride in where you come from, but not yeah. proud and arrogant. And arrogant. That's yeah. right. And I think that when you, humility always brings you to the top. And that's a very, very important information for me. So let's bring Steve here for a minute and tell us, tell us all he's going to do for the city of Carrollton. Yes, uh, Mayor-elect, do you have any unique plans like for the office of mayor? Anything you plan to institute like uh, just for fun, maybe like the uh, city of Grand Prairie has the mayor uh, bike ride every year. He gets out there on his um, uh, mountain bike and has citizens follow him around. I don't think they're allowed to pass him. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. But do you have anything unique planned like that? You want to do anything fun? Well, look, I think that it's all about the engagement. Um, yeah. We all we've also started a mayor's bike uh, ride. Okay, um, this last year, Kevin Faulkner started that. Cool. Um, we have our trails run. We we do a lot from the outdoor engagement standpoint, and that's really what it's about. You know, on, at the policy level, from a council and a mayor perspective, you're you're setting a lot of policy. You're dealing with what's the population of Carrollton? Just over one hundred forty thousand. Um, it's uh it's grown fast. Um, you know, we are landlocked um so all the land we have we do have some vacant land but it's spoken for right it's either already planned for a shopping center you know heb owns property in Carrollton. 
we're going to absolutely work with them to get, to get them to select oh, that, that as a so awesome. location to open. Mm-hmm. That's at Parker Road in Josie. And that, that will be, um, that will serve our north side of the city. But HEB is one of those class A marketers. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And we want to basically make, allow them to call Carrollton home. They oh, own yeah. property across the Metroplex and uh, haven't announced exactly when they're going to build their stores yet. But uh, I've seen hot, that. Hot they stores. are hot stuff. They just opened up a leaving Frisco, right? Yeah, they do. Yes, yes, yes. They, they, you know, their plan is they're a good marketer, right? And so all good marketers, whether regardless whether it's a convenience store, a, a grocery store, a drug store, a car, car dealerships, all good marketers really kind of look at the land and where the uh, population is growing. And they buy well in advance, yep. right? And so they bought these parcels, and ultimately, some of them they won't develop; they'll just sell back, mm-hmm. right? And makes and it'll be a land game for them. Others, other locations, they're going to look at and say, "We have to be there," and mm-hmm. we want them to say, "Have that thinking about Carrollton is we have to be in Carrollton." Absolutely, Mayor. Tell us a little bit about the city council and the government of, of city of yeah. the city. Would you tell us something? Just absolutely, to kind of, people need to know. You know, a lot of people just go vote. They have no idea who runs the city. Who, what does the mayor really do? What's the city council do? And who actually does? I think you have a manager, a um, city manager. Is that correct? Yes. That's so right. tell us a little bit about that. So we're a um, we're a home charter um, city. We have a city manager that really runs the day to day operations. Erin uh, Reinhardt and I helped hire her when um, she came into office five years ago. Now, um, I was on the selection committee then, and. Um, she is technically our CEO of the city, right? She runs the city. The staff reports up through her. We have, uh, as council, our job is just to hire that city manager and continue to hold her accountable. And we do a good job. I'll circle back on that. We also hire our city attorney. So that's kind of the, you know, the prosecution side of things, right? So as you think about a, a, the, the district attorney or the city prosecutor, that's our prosecutor. She keeps, she keeps us uh, in check. She ensures that we kind of understand the law. Uh, and then and then uh, we have our city judge as well. So we kind of have three branches of government at the local level, too. Right. The legislative, which is our council and and uh, and uh, the mayor. We have the executive, which is the um, CEO of the city or Aaron. And then you have the legis- uh, the judicial, which is uh, our city judge. Um, as a mayor, again, we set I set the agenda. So the mayor, what the mayor really does is the mayor sets the priority. We set the agenda for the council to consider. And like I said, that's everything from modifying ordinances, creating new laws, or or modifying existing laws. We, it's important that we always um, have a pulse on the on the community. And, and sometimes a law is out of date and needs to be removed or amended. Um, we set uh, policies for kind of expansion. As we think about our, while we're uh, completely landlocked and our land is spoken for, we have oftentimes redevelopment activities that take place. And as those redevelopment initiatives come into play, um, people reimagine what could be there. And that reimagining oftentimes requires rezoning. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Carrollton Council gets involved in that. We have a planning and zoning committee that does that. But we it comes to council ultimately to make the final decisions. Um, and then... Uh, and then ultimately, as you think about um, what our what our citizens care most about, which is keeping themselves safe, right? So police and fire and our first responders. Yeah, we we hold our our city staff accountable to response times and to staffing um, rates and ensuring that you know crime rates and and everything else. So ensuring those are all in check, and we hold our staff accountable. We fund the budget, so we fund new positions. 
uh, to create new beats or add a medic here or a medic there. And we've added two in the last couple of years as well to, to keep pace with growth. That's awesome. Wow. And so your job is going to be, as a mayor, uh, and you're in city council meeting, do you get to, um, if you're voting, you you make, you make break the vote? Do you kind of break the vote? I mean, what, yeah, do you, what happens? Absolutely. So, so first off, let's frame the fact that the council and the mayor, we all have day jobs. So this is kind of extracurricular for us. And so what happens, though, is is when we're in, May, in a uh, council chambers and we're going through work session or mm-hmm. we're going through a vote, the mayor is is there as the officiating uh, person. He's the only person, he or she is the only person that speaks for the full council. Uh, no single council member can speak for the, for the council's action except for the mayor, not even the city manager. Um, so the city, uh, the, the mayor is the voice of the whole council. The mayor does not vote, though. The mayor sets the agenda. So it's my priorities that I'll be bringing and, and establishing for the council to then consider, weigh the pros and cons for. I can influence the vote, but ultimately the council themselves vote. And so having served on council, I understand exactly what's involved there. Um, but if there's a tie, imagine that we have one council member that misses a meeting. Okay? And so we could have a tie. We could have a 3-3 vote. The mayor then has to break the tie. Break um, the tie. Uh, we have seven council members generally. So we have four that have to live in particular quadrants of the city. And the reason that is, is kind of, it's like a, you know, a, a, it just divide up in, uh, in a vertical pie. and and into a pie exactly, and the city is divided that way. And so you have you have somebody that lives in the same general vicinity as where you live as a as a uh, citizen. Those four have to live there, and then we have three at large, and so they can live anywhere in the city. The mayor is in that large as well. Um, but what that does is it allows us to ensure that we have representation for the carabouts of what's happening in one quadrant of the city versus the other. Um, but the mayor sets the agenda and then the council and influences the council to hopefully go along with the mayor's objective or against it, depending on what the case may be. Wow. So do you get paid, by the way? Just the final question and then we'll bring it back. Yeah. So there, the, there's really technically we don't get paid. There is a stipend that we receive monthly. The, the council gets $200 a month. For all the work that they do, and the mayor gets slightly more than that, about three seventy-five per month. So all I had to say before we next to the next uh, section is that they don't—they're not there for the money. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're there for the real thing. Mm-hmm. They want to serve to the people. Difference. Don't forget to go to our Facebook, Alexandra and Friends six sixty, or to our podcast, and just listen to us. And go back to all the podcasts. You'll find the stories that are really heart heartwarming and um, enjoyable. So this evening we have Steve, Steve Babbick. <laughs> He's a new mayor that will be sworn in on May 17th, and he will be the official mayor of Carrollton, Texas. And we're so excited to have him. And then we also have Miss Daisy Palomo. Daisy Palomo. Yes. Is Palomo like a, like a, uh, a dove, right? Yes, it is. So if you've seen my signs around town, you'll see that there's a, uh, a bird logo next a to bird it, and that logo. signifies I my that. last name. Very good. Yes. Very good. I love it. I love it. Well, uh, we've been talking a little bit about the process of the mayor and what he does and all this. So let's talk a little bit about what you, if you are elected, what will you be doing in for Carrollton, and what do you, what are your aspirations? And also tell us about when is early, when is the first uh, early voting for this uh, for your election now, and tell us everything that you can tell us about that. Sure. So um, I am in a runoff 
And in Carrollton elections, what what happens is when there's normally three people in a in one race, um, somebody one of those three needs to get 50 percent of the vote plus one. And I actually came in uh, with the most votes out of the three, but I didn't quite get that 50 percent. So now I get to do this all over again. Um, early voting starts on June 6th. That's a Monday. And it goes through Tuesday, June 14th. And then election day is on June 18th. So we will have a busy summer. Uh, please get out and vote. It's very important. Every single vote is going to count in this um, special runoff election. And we have, um, it'll just be me and my opponent on the, on the ballot. So. On the ballot. Yes. Well, the benefit that you have this time of running the runoff is now people know who you are. Yes. Yeah. Now you've definitely. got some notoriety because you've been in a, an election before. Right. <laughs> Essentially, right? Even Essentially. though it was just last week. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so what I heard you say you have your son is getting married. Is that correct? Yes. He's getting married on June 5th, the oh. Sunday right before June early voting starts. Early voting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, they can come there. Are they they were helping you at the polls, yes, right? They were. I, I thought that you, it was really sweet having all your family and your pastor or your I guess that's what you call yes, it. Yes, our senior pastor. Yes, was, uh, I was, Vince Gonzalez I was, was there. enthralled to see everybody from your church working there. So tell us when, if you, when you get elected, if you get elected, what are your plans for the to What do you really want to do for the city besides, besides represent them? You, the, what, what is your platform? So my platform has a lot to do with how I was brought up and values, values, and also, you know, a lot of that has to do with uh, the importance of education and um, public safety, believe it or not. it's uh, I was born and raised in Dallas, Texas, um, early, mid-70s. And so from that, you know, I was raised by a single mother who uh, I was the youngest of seven. Wow. So we um, we struggled somewhat, but my mom never made it seem so. She did a very good job. And she worked for DART. She was the first um, lady Latina bus driver. Wow. For DART back in 1980. Wow. What an amazing. Well, thank you for that service because that was a tough job then. And, it, it really was. And it was. is still. You have to put up with a lot of stuff, right? It really was. But she was a, she was a light in the community. And I got to see that firsthand because... When I was a little girl, I was the youngest and she didn't have a lot of resources to get me childcare. So I would sit on the front seat <laughs> of the bus and drive around with her on her route and see how she greeted the people and how everybody responded to her. So she was my first inspiration of how a community leader should be. Um, and she was always there to help anyone who needed it. That's awesome. That is awesome. What's her name? Her name was Juanita Gonzalez. Juanita, Janie. Janie. And is she still uh, living? No, she passed in 2017. I'm yes. sorry to hear about that. But you, she Thank left you. very good values with you. I carry her legacy with me. And so do you want to expand a little more on the values that you plan to bring to your position? Yes. So public safety. She, she moved us from East Dallas to Oak Cliff. Mm -hmm. uh, she actually was able to purchase a home. That's where I grew up. There in Oak Cliff. Mm -hmm. And she, um, so in order to, she did that because I haven't told this story yet, but when I was three years old, we lived on Gaston Avenue mm. and I was kidnapped 
Wow. For about two hours. Um, my mom at that time was also an apartment manager. And in the apartments, um, in, in East Dallas, they're mostly shaped in a square and you have a, a center a garden or a, a playground area is what I would call it. Mm-hmm. But there was the center and leading out to the front to the street was a lot of steps. And for me, I was a toddler. Um, everybody thought I was safe because I was playing within the boundaries of our apartments mm-hmm. with other children. But we decided to go and sit on the steps uh-huh. and draw on the on the steps with chalk, um, with rocks, actually. And uh, this tall man came and sat next to us. And slowly, all the other children were being called in. And I was waiting to be called in. I was just a toddler. I didn't know mm-hmm. any better. But um, so I was the last one standing. So he picked me up, threw me over his shoulder wow. and started walking away with me. Well, luckily, my older siblings were cleaning the swimming pool and they said, hey, that's Daisy. Mm -hmm. And they picked up a few large bricks. And I to me, I still recall this uh, this man's face. Um, I remember what he looked like, but he was I I swear he was as tall as a building. He was like maybe six, six. Wow. He was very tall. So when they threw the bricks at him Mm -hmm. and. I remember falling from, he dropped me and I fell into the middle of the street. Oh my gosh. It was, it was the longest fall that you can imagine as a Mm. child. But the, the police thankfully um, were able to get him from that. Um, My whole family came out. So of course, remember I'm the baby. Mm -hmm. So this guy got a good dose of the Gonzalez family. (laughs) Gonzalez (laughs) family uh, justice. Yes, it, it was it was immediate justice. Yeah, and, wow. the, and the cops. But thank God, the police were able to take him into custody, and I never knew what happened to him or if oh he was goodness. actually charged oh, or anything. You are you're so blessed and lucky to for that to happen. Oh, oh my God! So my mother, uh, you know, I've always been covered by God's protection. I believe that wholeheartedly. So um, her response to that was to move us to a safer neighborhood named Oak Cliff. Yeah. Yes. Well, and so that's where I grew depends up. Depends on what part of Oak Cliff. <laughs> yes, and what, exactly. And, what, uh, and we're talking, okay, so we're talking mid to late 70s here? Mid right? 90s. Oh, mid 90s is when you moved to Oak Cliff? Um, early 80s, but I grew up in the mid 90s when Oak Cliff was not the safest place. No. Um, yes, there was a lot of gang violence, yeah. a lot of gun violence. Yeah. I actually um, have no friends from middle school that were. Um, victims of gang violence, mm-hmm. murdered. Yeah. Um, my husband also. I mean, we grew up at the same time. We actually met each other at Sunset High School. Mm-hmm. So we had um all of that to contend with. But somehow, I graduated the tenth in my class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the math club. Where? I, what, awesome. what school did you graduate from? Sunset High School. Sunset High School. Where yes. did you did you graduate from there too? No, uh, my parents homeschooled me because uh, they knew I would have to go to Sunset High School. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so so that's wow. So as you grew up, what did you what 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 was the inside of you to come to where you are today? You know, I was able to speak um, yesterday to some high school students. Uh, we had a series called Taco Tuesday, mm-hmm. so we would taco about it. Got it. 
Yes, that is very interesting. I like that. Very good. You're very good at what you do. Yes. And what was that all about? So last Tuesday, we had uh, the Talk About It series, and it was about telling your journey. And so we, um, I was invited as a guest speaker with hopefully a positive election result, which it was, but Mm -hmm. now I just get to extend that process. And um, I was able to talk to some students and tell them that they need to continue to strive to reach their goals and dreams. So when I was in third grade, my goal, um, I met one pivotal person in my life. I don't know her personally, but she made a huge impact. Mm -hmm. And her name is Clarice Tinsley. Oh, yeah, I've met her. So she's awesome. She came to my school when I was in third grade. I actually met her in third grade as well, but it was Cub Scouts. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. How about that? So yes. you went into the same same school and everything, huh? What? So you 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 no. didn't go to oh Cub Scouts? Cub Scouts <laughs> is oh. not school. Okay. Okay. I'm not a, a Cub Homeschool. All those things. I was homeschooled the entire time, Alexandra. Let's get this straight. Okay. Okay. You're not talking <laughs> so, to the product uh, of any public. So Daisy, you she were you were in home. the no, you were in the rough area, right? <laughs> yes, we were. And so, in order to get somebody to come out and do career day for us, was. <laughs> It was so moving. Yeah. And she made that impact on me. I was maybe seven or eight years old. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I knew I wanted to be a news anchor. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, her stepson was actually in my Cub Scout pack. And so I knew him. And that's how we got the we got the invite. (laughs) So the entire pack went to the station and saw the broadcast and we met her there. So she didn't have to go anywhere. But, you know, sometimes she would we would see her because she dropped her, her son off. I'm just amazed of how this woman is still doing what she was doing. A very positive woman. Oh, yeah. Very Very positive. positive. Long-lasting positive impact. Yes. And I'm I'm a product of of her impact. Wonderful. Wonderful. That is very good. We need to let her know that you mentioned her (laughs) several times. So, you know, that's very important. So where did you end up going to college? Well, I ended up going to University of North Texas, but I didn't stop there. Uh, my my collegiate journey takes a lot of twists and turns, pauses, mm-hmm. rewinds. Mm-hmm. I understand <laughs> um, that. I started at UNT and I went there because it was familiar. Okay. Um, at sunset, I was a cheerleader. Right. So we would go to cheer camp every summer and we would get to stay in the dorms for three or four days and um, do the spirit stick. And, you know, yes, all of that. We would learn new, new things. And so um, I was able to see that campus and I was able to stay on that campus. That was the only college viewing that I had prior to graduating Sunset. Gotcha. So when you went to UNT, did they give you any sort of scholarship because you performed well at school or anything like that? You weren't valedictorian, but. I wasn't valedictorian. I was top 10 in my class. Top 10, but. Out of how many students? I would say 600. There was a lot of seniors mm-hmm. in, in our school. And we, um, you know, my collegiate journey started at Sunset and mm-hmm. I went to a counselor. I don't remember her name, mm-hmm. but she, you know, I asked her, I'm graduating soon. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, is there any advice you can give me on college or where I should apply or go? And she said, honey, you need to worry about passing the tox test. Mm-hmm which today I believe is a star test. Right. So she turned me away and I never got any college prep at all. Wow. That's a good thing. That's to disappointing. Tell you. That's disappointing. It's yeah. very disappointing. And so that's why 
I like to speak to as many students as possible, especially from Arl Turner and the schools in CFBISD, to let them know that there is opportunity there. There's, um, they have all the, the skills and, and um, knowledge needed in order to get into a good school and continue their education. So when you say your journey didn't stop there, where did you, so you continued university, where did you end up at? Um, I ended up going to, I got my associate's degree from North Lake College in Irving. Mm-hmm. And I started to work for a little while. And then I went back to school. I went to Texas A&M in College That's Station. Correct. We're Aggies at home. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a sister there, so it was familiar for me. And so uh, we went there. Um, I didn't stay. I actually came back home and got a full-time job and had two more children and graduated from UTA, from the University of Texas at Arlington. Mm -hmm. My name is Michael Clark, and I've got Alexandra Fincher sitting next to me here, and we are Alexandra and Friends. You go to alexandraandfriends.com, and you uh, can find us on Facebook, Alexandra and Friends 660, and you can find us on podcast anywhere. Just search for Alexandra and Friends. There's nobody else called that, fortunately. Right. That's right. It's because Alexandra is number number one. Numero uno. <laughs> and so last week, we our guest was Jody Wallace from 3D Perspectives, a life coach and business coach company. We want to say thank you to her for being on with us. And this week, we have Daisy Palomo, and she is uh, running for city council in Carrollton, place number three. And she's in a runoff right now. And we also have the mayor-elect of Carrollton, which is Mr. Steve Babbick. Very good. And, oh, wow, what what an exciting night to see the the future mayor of Carrollton and have a Daisy Palomo who is on a runoff, who's never run before, and here she is. You bring the local all-stars in here, Alexandra. I tell you, you know, we just move around, and hopefully we're having uh, the next, hopefully, district attorney of um, Dallas, Texas, Faith Johnson, joining us in a, in a, in a couple of weeks. Cool. So. I just love to talk to her because she's <laughs> yeah she's a firebrand. <laughs> she's a firebrand. Yeah. So we were talking to Daisy about uh, her uh, platform. Yes, and she was telling us a very inspirational story. So where do we want to go from there? Well, I think I want to go back to Steve for a second, and okay. uh, I want him to tell us what he plans for the city of Carrollton and how he is going to get the work done because that's the most important. How are you going to get what you're planning to do now? How are you going to implement it, and what is the return of the? Of What's the your leadership style? Leadership style. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a good point. I my leadership style is very, very collaborative, right? I um, I think you're going to find probably one of the biggest differences between myself and Kevin is is just the level of collaboration. Um, I think it's important to uh, solicit all ideas and and uh, inputs. Um, and that's just a, that's just people's different styles. Um, but I think as you think about uh, what we have to focus on, which is public safety, as Daisy's talked about, um, you know, continuing the renaissance of Carrollton, which is the R and my pride, infrastructure, diversity and economic development. Really, the infrastructure is the piece that we have to get our hands around. You know, the supply chain issues, COVID issues, all that stuff has kind of created a backlog of work. Um, the city has kind of record uh, record um backlog right now of projects and we just have to execute we have to hold our vendors accountable we have to get our general contractors to execute and we have to we have to fill those potholes quite frankly right slow the traffic down fill the potholes and make sure we're fully staffed there are a few of those yeah and you know look it's uh it's uh when you you're the size city of Carrollton, you're going to have lots of work to do Mm -hmm. 
but it's holding the staff accountable. And they want to, they want to execute, they want to continue to do it. Part of the first things we will, that we will be doing once Daisy gets elected is going into our annual goal setting session. And that's going to be middle of July. And we'll share more, maybe we can come back and share some of those afterwards. But those, that annual goal setting session kind of sets the priorities for the city staff for the following year. It won't be left and right. It's going to be a continued momentum uh, along the trajectory that we've been focusing on uh, for years and years and years. And you're, you know, don't look for something that looks uh, completely different because that's that's not what Carrollton was looking for. Carrollton was looking for continuity and, and leadership and leadership, proven leadership, proven results, and continuity to continue the the plan that was. Which is why. We are this, the community that families and businesses want to call home. Tell us a little bit about the downtown historical area, because that is the, that is sort of the center of Carrollton. And I think that's where everything happens. That's where I go every time I visit. I, I live in Midlothian and I don't make it out that way. I mean, it seems like southern Oklahoma. To he me. actually came so, to see Miss Nan. Oh, Miss awesome. Nan. That's well, the reason. Well, that's yeah. not the only reason. Well, that no. was the main reason. I like that, that whole area. Yes. yes it's yes. a renaissance, guys. Yeah. The, downtown area is a renaissance in process you know there's a we have a, a photo um uh, op there that has a heart and mm-hmm. it's my Carrollton, right and i think that's right that downtown represents the heart of Carrollton. it's where Carrollton started 107 years ago now and um and as we continue to move forward uh it will always be the heart of Carrollton. um Carrollton was founded on our railroads um, way back when 100 years ago where we had three major crossings now we'll have Three, two major crossings of Dart, and in the future we'll have a, one going up to Sherman as well. So the the downtown square will always be the heart of Carrollton. It is where we have been investing heavily to um, fuel that renaissance. Um, you know, I think one of the most exciting things I think that we'll watch for in the next uh, in the this summer is the Pocket Sandwich Theater. Right? Absolutely. Yep. Oh, that's an amazing. I think that's going to bring a different perspective to downtown Carrollton. Absolutely. It's going to be more fun and happiness and, and theater, live theater. How many people have gone to a live theater? I'm honestly, it is fun. I have to, I, 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 but you know, the young people gen- today, they don't know what a live theater is. They just, what is a live theater? <laughs> so I'm excited about that. And thank you for helping me so much to bring it in. Absolutely. So that, that's what every downtown area needs, especially yes. a, a downtown historical district, the way that that one is laid out. You have to have some kind of theater in there. That's, That's just, right. It's That's just, right. It's a necessity. But you have some amazing also stores and, and companies that are there. You have Babes there, which pe- brings oh, a yeah. lot of people. I mean, I love Babes. We have so much there. I mean, and we will have, if you if you fast forward a year, you're going to, uh, a couple of years, not one year, but a couple of years, Pocket Sandwich Theater will be thriving. We will have new merchants moving into some of these other um, uh, areas that have turned over recently. But uh, but you'll also have kind of the vintage railroad coming there from that will connect Carrollton to to um, Grapevine to the Fort Worth stockyards. And that'll create a brand new experience for so many to appreciate um, downtown Carrollton Square. You'll have continued, um, you know, uh, the Three Nations Brewery has brought. Oh, so my much God, that is mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And we'll just con- we're going to continue to look for those opportunities to bring those those experience oriented um uh, destinations to our downtown Carrollton. So, Steve, when is your uh, when are they swearing you in? And is the public invited? Public's invited. I hope everyone will come. It's May seventeenth, which is next Tuesday. It's during our normal council meeting, so at seven p.m. There'll be a brief agenda of items to cover. Uh, uh, just 
because the city has to continue to do sure. its business. Mm-hmm. And then we'll close with kind of a ceremony where we will um, wish Kevin well as he proceeds and and re- and is relieved from his seat as mayor. I will be sworn in. We'll swear in Christopher Axberg uh, to my current seat. He won that election. Uh, and then we'll we'll wait another 30 days and look to do the same thing with Daisy. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah. we're so excited. So you're invited, Michael. Well, I, yeah, okay. I'm not a citizen. Oh, please come from Midlothian. Come just for <laughs> just because you're the producer. I don't even go to the ones that happen in Midlothian. Ma- Michael gets a Michael gets a nose uh, bleed if he crosses over from the other side of town. If I, yeah, if I cross the Trinity River, I just you know. Well, Miss Nan's going to be there. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> well, you cannot get him. I, to this come. is not my only job here on this oh. podcast either. That's that's true. He also does Michael, uh, uh, Mark Davis, and everybody else around here. So we wish you a very, very wonderful um, journey because it is a journey. And I know that you you have a lot of friends and a lot of people that adore you and that you have done a great job. And you're going to have a beautiful uh, first lady that uh, will follow with you. And, and um, that's the most amazing part of, of the Carrollton is that the teams, like we have the team here today of Daisy and her wonderful husband. So closing this, this day uh, or this evening, the uh, night with... Uh, a very uh, heartwarming. What do you say to the people of Carrollton? You're my, you're our neighbor. Um, I, I treat you as my neighbor. My cell phone is posted all over social media. It's available. I'll give it here. 972-896-3568. Anytime you have a question, a concern, call me, text me, I'll respond. Um, and, uh, and again, I, I just want to do my part to continue to make you feel safe and secure live in harmony with one another, um, support our quiet, safe neighborhoods and our bustling shopping centers, and uh, continue to grow the economy and make Carrollton a better place that families and businesses want to call home. And Daisy, what about you? Well, Alexandra, this has been such a, a great hour spent with you. And we want to make Carrollton the very best it can be. I believe that um, if, all those who did vote for me and all those who didn't, I want to represent everyone. I want to be able to um, be available to every citizen of Carrollton, to every resident of Carrollton, including those in our schools and the people who work in Carrollton, because those people are the ones who serve our residents every single day. So I, I do want to give a special thank you to our first responders to our police and fire and make sure that they are also well taken care of. That is very important, very important because they're the heart of your city because that's, they need, you need them to keep you safe and keep you um, good for your children also. Very much. Well, this evening is going very quickly. Yeah. Coming to a close here. What have we got coming up in the upcoming weeks? Well, we have Faith Johnson, who is yeah. running for a district attorney, but also not as she coming as a district, as a candidate. She's coming to talk a little bit about the veterans courthouse. Anyway, so, but anyway, she's going to join us. Okay. And she's running for district attorney, but you know, she's was a, a, a district attorney and then she lost to um, the present district attorney. Mm-hmm. She's coming back. She's an amazing leader. First African-American woman to be put on the court in back in the... Um, 90s 2000 so she's a beautiful woman she's a criminal attorney she's one of the finest attorneys there is and uh, i love to see her as the next district attorney yeah she's amazing 
So the other person we're going to have, we're going to have Shannon with um, Pocket Sandwich Theater joining us right, real yeah. soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Right. And we're going to have... Courtney's uh, coming back eventually. Courtney's coming back after... Oh, she's going to show us how, what she looks like. She's got... She's always saying this pictures. is a podcast. Now, <laughs> well, I got some friends. Oh, but, you know, we might be able to take some pictures. If you, our, you if our social that. media uh, lady, our, our director of social media, Liz Castaneda, might be able to come over here and take some pictures of her. Mm. And then we all get to go and get a little a tummy tuck. Tummy tuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we have had a wonderful evening. Uh, um, Daisy, thank you for bringing your wonderful husband. Uh, Luis, can you just say hello to everybody real quick? Sure. Hello, everybody. Well, good to have you <laughs> thank here. Thank you for having us. We're so appreciative of you. Well, thank you for being here. And thank you for the story of your life because that's so important. People need to know who you are. And we open the door for y'all to do that. And can you give the, your uh, information, uh, contact, and uh, how people can support you? Real Absolutely. Quick? Um, so my website is votepalomo.com. V-O-T-E, my last name, P-A-L-O-M-O.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Vote Palomo and on Instagram at Vote Palomo. Um, my phone number, my cell phone number is 214-274-0854. Again, that's 214-274-0854. And I'm always available to speak to any constituents, every any resident. Um, I'm open to answering questions. And if you've seen me at your front door, um, please be nice. I've, I've been door knocking, yeah. um, block walking and meeting residents. And, uh, there's a lot of great people in Carrollton yes. and I can't wait to meet more. Thank you, Daisy, for being here tonight. Steve, you want to say something to your uh, residents of Carrollton? We got 30 oh, seconds. You got 30 seconds. Just thank you so much for having us tonight. We look forward to, uh, to uh, continuing to take the helm and, and lead Carrollton to, towards that bright future. What is, what is the City of Carrollton website? www.cityofcarrollton.com. Wonderful. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. This is Alexander Friend 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you every Saturday night by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. Our podcasts are brought to you by Joe Guillen of Old House Barbecue in Carrollton and Louisville. And our social media guru is Liz Castaneda. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing such an amazing job. Have a good evening. Good evening, Bye-bye. Hey, soy Jose Guillén, dueño de Old House Barbecue, y patrocinamos el show de Alejandra y Friends. Nuestros dos lugares están en Carrollton y Louisville. Nuestra página web es oldhousebarbecue.com. Vengan a vernos. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, the podcast. Reach out to us on Facebook at Alexandra and Friends or write us an email, alexandraandfriends660 at gmail.com. Be sure to mark us as one of your favorite podcasts so you never miss an episode.